0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 210. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest for you. His name is Blaine Olkers. Did I say that right, Blaine?
1: That is close enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you correct me if I say it wrong. I have a tendency to mispronounce. Anyway, he's an entrepreneur and he is America's only chief results officer. So I want him to tell me about that. He is an authority in personal implementation and consistency. So I'm really excited to have him here today to talk to us about how to be more efficient and uh, how to be better entrepreneurs and all the things. Right, Blaine?
1: Uh, yes, Julie, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit, share a little of what I have learned, um, you know, as an entrepreneur myself for a number of decades, and working with some entrepreneurs, especially those in the veterinarian space. Some uh, I've got some clients that are surgeons and some that are, are owners. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's a hard, it's hard. We we're, we were, the entrepreneurs were driven to own our own businesses and to do so much, but a lot of times we're kind of alone and it's uh, it can be a little bit tricky out there. So we can talk a little bit about that, but then also, yeah, about habits and about compressing time and, and doing things to kind of make the most of the time that you have and happy to be here.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. So tell me how to pronounce your last name to do it right. Cause I yeah. might've butchered yeah.
1: it a little bit. It's Blaine Elkers. So it's almost Elkers. like drop the O. Is, drop not the o. Oh yeah. that it makes Used sense. to be Ulkers with umlauts and things. It's a German heritage, but so Elkers.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. I should have asked you That's that okay. before we started recording. Sometimes I forget to do that. No, so if human. you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about your story, like how you got where you are and what you do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So, how did I become America's only chief results officer? Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Uh, when I read that, I said, "I that's cool."
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, so I was born and raised in New Jersey, um, but I had a couple of moments of what I call dawning comprehension. So that's like kind of where the light bulb goes off, and you're never quite the same after that moment of dawning comprehension. And so for me, the first big one happened when I was in college. So I went to Purdue University in Indiana. And so I was there and maybe like some of the listeners uh, and and like you, I'm, I'm kind of a seeker of knowledge. Like I always want to do better. How can I be better, do better? And I saw this ad where you could send away for an audio cassette. Now, some people might not even know what an audio cassette tape is, but you know, it's a little <laughs> audio program that you put in your Sony Walkman. Um, but I, I sent away for this one. I saw this ad and then it was um, it was kind of an abridged reading of a book called Think and Grow Rich. And I've always have kind mm-hmm. of been into the mind. Uh, and It was read by this guy, Earl Nightingale, who uh, ended up becoming one of my mentors later. But I, I got that tape. I listened to it. It was intriguing enough that I bought the book. And I read this book and I had this moment of dawning comprehension when I was reading this book, Think and Grow Rich. uh, And I came up with a little acronym called YTABA. And so YTABA stands for what you think about, you bring about. And in that book, it, it does talk about financial riches, but it talks about riches of harmonious relationships, good health, like whatever you want to bring about in your life, that there's kind of a systematic way to take your thoughts and concentrate your thoughts on the things you want. But then, you know, what you think about, you bring about. Like there's, there's an action component, you know, to that. And that really set me up for uh, for a lot of success. I actually met my wife. We've been married 30 years now. Met her at Purdue University there. And I had some business success. And so that was dawning comprehension moment, number one. Number two came from, um, so my degrees in computer science, I was working uh, a tech job at the time. And I was on this long business trip. And I came back from this trip, uh, and my son Bo, he was one year old, and he was like, kind of like, give me the cold shoulder. And I said, Hey, Beth, is, is Bo sick or what's wrong? And she said, No, you were just gone so long; he kind of forgot who you were. And I was like, What? <laughs> like that really hit me like emotionally. So, so I had this moment of kind of dawning comprehension, and then uh, made a clarifying decision. So sometimes you make these decisions that like crystallize where you want to go and shut out uh, so many other, you know, kind of shiny objects and other options. And that night I made a decision that I would be a work from home dad, like no matter what it took, that's what I was going to do. And it's kind of an emotional decision. And it took me a year. So things don't happen overnight, but I started a couple of businesses and it took me a year. And that was a very hard year on the marriage because I've started two businesses, have my regular job and the family. So uh, you a certainly year later, weren't at
0: home then, right?
1: <laughs> right. Not, not then. Uh, but a year later, uh, I was able to leave that job. And that was, you know, 27 years ago. So for 27 years, I've been the work from home dad. Now the kids are out of the nest and have their own uh, well-adjusted lives. Um, but what happened in that moment is that freedom Changed the kind of the trajectory of my life because now I own these businesses. I was making enough money from those businesses. There was no really daily operations for me in the in those businesses, and I was able to kind of pursue, you know, self development and and what I really like to do. And I realized then that what I like to do is to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves, Mm. Uh, and I I call that self-fluence—the art and science of influencing yourself—or the power you already have to influence yourself. You don't need anything else. You don't need a new app or program or whatever. Everything you need is just right here in the three pounds of, of, Love of that. Matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so in two, 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 2009, I started that company, Self Fluence. And that's where I really got to be able to start helping people with what you talked about in my introduction: personal implementation, getting yourself to do the things you know you should do, but you're not doing them. A lot of times, the you things don't even that you need want to know,
0: do, you keep because, saying I'm yeah. going to, or I want to, or I would love to, but then you just don't act.
1: Right, and you know that you need to do it, but you're not. Right. You're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. So I started helping a mastermind groups, business owners do that, and that's where someone said, "Look, we're getting so many, res- so much results." Blaine, we're going to call you our Chief Results Officer. And I'm like, hey, that's a good title. I hadn't heard that before. I should take and that.
0: So,
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, now you can't, unfortunately, right. unfortunately uh, for me, because... I went to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and I said, I'm using this title, you know, can I get the patent and the registered trademark, the R with the circle mm-hmm. on that title? So I got yeah. that. That's why I can say I'm America's only chief results officer. Now I could license it to you if you wanted to be a chief results officer, but right now I am the, the only
0: one. You're the only one because you you uh, trademarked it.
1: Yeah. With the R, the circle, a little more powerful than the TM. Now the TM for business owners, you can just add that to any phrase um, you know, and start using it, uh, but the registered trademark holds a little more power. So that's that's how I ended up kind of helping people. Uh, you know, kind of take control of their lives by taking control of themselves, and and got into this self-fluence thing, and, and I love it. And uh, you know, for me, it's um, it's why I think I'm supposed to be here. So it feels good to to help people, and and I'm, um, I'm looking forward to helping the listeners today.
0: Yeah, yeah. So our listeners are mostly veterinarians or people that work in this field. And some of them are entrepreneurs and some of them are associate veterinarians. I mean, there's a wide variety of people that work in this profession, but how would you recommend if they have a desire to do something that they haven't been able to do to start like to get that result? Cause that's what you ultimately are teaching us to do, right? Get the result that we want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, you know, um, great industry, you know, hats off to you listeners, you know, helping people, you know, with their, with their pets, with their fur babies, uh, you know, and, and so much with the pandemic, the reliance on pets, you know, the the pets got more time with their owners, you know, but also, uh, you know, there's, there's been an increased demand in a lot of your services. So this can create a lot of stress. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, I often tell people, not to try to overcomplicate things. Uh, And so typically what I talk to people about is a lot of people have seen this diagram go from point A to point B. So you got the letter A, then you have this line with a little arrow, and then you have point B. Uh, And so when you decide, the first thing, the most important thing, well, well, let's talk about that. this A, the line, and B. So you have three things that You kind of A, your starting point, Uh, then you have the line, that's the journey, and then you have point B, that's the destination. And so when we look at that, we often say, okay, what's the most important out of all those things? What's the most important? And uh, when I do it in a big lecture, like 10% of the people say the starting point where I am today, and then maybe 30, 40% say the journey, and then the rest say point B. And what's interesting is if you look at, if you could only have one of those, Which would be the most important? Well, if you say, okay, all I know is A, like I know exactly where I am but I don't know where I'm going and I don't know how to get
0: there. How to get there. Yeah. You're
1: you're lost. You're, you're just spinning in circles, right? Um, So that's, that's not the most important. Now, if you look at the journey, I don't know where I am right now. And I don't know where I'm going. You could enjoy the journey. I've got some journey lovers. They're just kind of a little carefree, enjoy the journey, but you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you are. It's very difficult to make progress. So then if you look at, if you only know your point B, you only have clarity about where you want to go. Now, I don't know where I am, but I can turn which that you can do immediately, you can turn towards the thing you want. And I can begin to move towards that. So the most important thing that that someone can do is to get very clear, um, you know, on where you want to go, what does that look like, and and really define that point B. That's the most important thing. And, you um, In this book, Think and Grow Rich, the very first page is like an instructional page. It says, what do you want most? Like, do not read this book until you know what you want most, because it's going to help you get that thing that you want most. But that's the most important thing is to know where you are. Now, once you know that, and people can make a case that you got to know where you are and how you're going to get there. But once you know where you want to go, then the most important thing is you make moving is progress towards that thing. That and and to me, actually, that's my definition of success: is somebody moving towards their personal goal, whatever their personal goal. It's different for everybody else, but um, you know, whatever your personal goal is, if you're moving towards that, I think you're a success. And so, I think the important thing is the progress. Right, so I say win early and win often, and so I set up people. Uh, I, I encourage them to do whatever it takes to make sure they win the day and they've made some progress towards that goal. of people might have a couple of different goals. One could be on the personal side, one could be on the business side, but you're making progress towards those, and you're winning the battle of the brain chemicals because brain science has That's shown us that but yeah, yeah. Is that, you know, if you're depressed, if you're not getting any place, you know, you got all kinds of bad negativity, uh, you, you know, low energy, all the brain chemicals, you lose that battle. You, you can't even get out of bed in the morning. Right. Uh, or you, and you don't want to go to work, but if you can start by winning and winning the, the, the dopamine, getting some small things done, uh, you know, working on gratitude and serotonin levels and things like that, then it's kind of the spiral up. So I, I like to tell people, first of all, gain clarity on where where you want to go, gain gain clarity on that point B. And then number two is to plan your day and to make sure that that first 30 minutes, maybe 60 minutes that you win the day in, in that, and that you pre-plan what you're going to do, um, you know, to make sure that you win. And sometimes it's self-time, maybe it's exercise for some people, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's reading. Um, but, but you even set the clock a li- few minutes earlier to ensure that you kind of start off the day, right. And you, and you get some wins right, right from the beginning.
0: Yeah. So if you, if you have a, a big goal, let's say that you want to accomplish, And you said you have to get very clear on it. So it has to be pretty detailed, right, and specific.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And people talk about, you know, smart goals or smarter. I talk about smarter goals, but you know, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant to you having a timetable. That's the smart goal. Then I had the ER energizing and recorded. Like when you Mm. talk about your goal, you should, it should like, you should kind of like amp up when you start talking about your goal. It should be exciting.
0: (laughs) Well, a lot of times happens though, when you have a big scary goal is when you start to talk about it, you kind of get scared, right? Like you're primitive brain kicks in and you're like, well, I can't do that. Like you've talked about think and grow rich. Well, I can't be rich or I can't own my own practice or I can't, whatever it is that that big goal is. So how do you right. get over that? That okay, so I call that, it that chihuahua brain that wants
1: to hold you back. <laughs> right. That is head trash. So what Ooh, we talk about is I like hacking, that. The, head hacking the head trash mm. or taking out the head trash, right? And that. so there's a number is that of- an original?
0: Uh, Did you make that up?
1: Uh, you know what? Uh, I first heard that in a book by Noah St. John okay. where he taught this concept of affirmations, which are very powerful for uh, against head trash. I don't know if you've heard of them. Now there's affirmations. That's where you affirm something like, um, I am healthy, I am healthy, I am healthy. And your brain says, no, you're not, no, you're not. But there's a little bit of a battle there. But right. affirmations, they do work. Sometimes they take some time, but his affirmations is where you affirm it, meaning you put in the form of a question to get your mind to start to help you. For example, um, why do yeah. I find it so easy to be healthy? Not I am healthy, I am healthy. Why do I find it so easy to be healthy? Well, because you get up early and you work out because you bought the peloton bike because you threw out the junk food because you you know uh, see a personal trainer. Like all these these different ideas come to mind. and sometimes you can do this at formation with other people and kind of do a little mastermind. like so they they come up with some ideas for you, but your brain will come up with some ideas. If you kind of ask yourself that question, especially in the morning and at night. Um, So sorry, that's where I heard this uh, concept of of the head trash. I didn't
0: mean to interrupt, but I like that term.
1: (laughs) No, no. And so I did trademark hack your head trash and and hack your head trash challenges and and things like that, because what I found is that that's these limiting beliefs, right? Um, And and there's a great quote I heard. It's uh, when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. You know, and, and so most people are like, I'm to this, I'm too old, I'm to that, you know, uh, I'll never change, you know, my, my clients are this or my clients are that, and it's just all kind of a bunch of limiting belief garbage, really, uh, right. and, and head trash. And so there's a couple of things. One, there's two different methods here. One, the first method is how do you quickly switch? Because you're these 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 are are physically neuronics n- neurons in your brain rooted in there. So you need a a, a technique to quickly flip the switch back. So asking asking an empowering question like you know why do I find it so easy to eat healthy? Why do I find it so easy um, y- you know to schedule my day? Why do I find it so easy to love my clients? You know you can ask those questions. Um, you know but but you're looking at ways that you could quickly switch your brain to work for you instead of against you. And the most effective technique I have found is the, yeah, but so, so you, yeah, but yourself, and you can also, yeah, but (laughs) other people, which is fun. Uh, But I'll say, you know, I'm saying this to myself, I never have enough time for my business. Now, if I say that, that limiting belief, then my brain says, sure you don't. You got this. You got that. You you know, you've got the kids. You've got this. You're busy. I've got Christmas. I got this. I got that. And it, it feeds all the reasons to make that thought a reality. So if I say, I never have enough time for my business. Yeah, but- I schedule my time. Yeah, but I could delegate. Yeah, but I, you know, I I need to hire another person. Yeah, but I could place an ad this afternoon, Mm. you know, and and you begin to when you yeah, but yourself to open the door for your mind to give you that answer, right? I, you know, I never seem to eat healthy enough. Yeah, but I throw out all the junk food. Yeah, but I order those healthy meals online. Yeah, but I got, you know,
0: yeah, but I ate an orange and on and on.
1: this morning, you could say. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but I ate an orange this morning. Perfect. Right. So you begin to kind of, um, yeah, butt yourself, uh, you know, and, and so that's, that's a great technique to kind of switch it, um, um, you know, and that's kind of when it comes, when it hits you to try to get yourself out of that mindset and start to work for yourself. Now, there's some other things you can do like that are more. Uh, you know, proactive rather than like waiting for the negative belief. And so the one is the solution to pollution is dilution, right? So I don't know if you remember well, the old science speaker. That's
0: yeah. That is something that we're taught.
1: Perfect. Okay. So like, you know, you think of like the beaker of, of a dark liquid, and then you pour in more and more water gets clear and clear and clear. So the solution to pollution is dilution and that works in your mind as well. So you need to pour in the positive, right? So, you know, I don't know, decades ago, you know, when I had an hour worth of bad thoughts, victimizing, thinking I'm the victim pity party, you know, I might need, you know, five or 10 hours of, of positive stuff to be able to dilute that negative down. Now me, luckily I'm down to less than one. Like if I have an hour of that, I can just do one hour of a mentor's audio program or something. And I can kind of dilute that down very quickly, but different people are at different places. And there were time, harder times in my life where it was a 10 to one ratio. Like I had to replay the Jim Rohn. He's one, he's my favorite mentor. I had to replay his program's you know, over and over and over, uh, or read the book. I, uh, you know, every year I read that book, thinking grow rich. Um, but it, you have to pour in the positive because you're trying to, uh, dilute that, that out. The other, um, the other thing that I do that is proactive. Um, and, and we, we talked about, you know, you talked earlier about habits. I think that this is a really important area for business owners is that we are creatures of habit. We are like physically wired to run habitually. Uh, And so um, I noticed that many entrepreneurs, there's like, Blaine, you know, I know I need to do this. I know I need to plan my day, but I'm not doing it right. I know I need to manage my head trash, but I'm not doing it. And so they needed to create new habits. And so uh, I created a framework called 21 second habits. So it's how to create a, a new habit in 21 seconds, mm. not 21 days. So if they told you it takes 21 days, uh, somebody lied to you. Sorry about that. Now neurologically, <laughs> you, did you
0: didn't like that, spending <laughs> yeah. 21 days. You wanted it now.
1: I, I That's want it good now. So because we're, usually we're
0: sh- us vets are pretty impatient or at least I am.
1: Okay, yeah, and, and most business owners are. So we're going to show you how to do that. Now scientifically, it takes about 21 days for the neurons to start to build the pathways. And as you take 63 days- for that pathway to be able to stand on its own. Uh, we're, we're gonna hack through that, but, but just so you know, like scientifically, it really does take about 63 days for a habit to, to be able to stand on its own. But so here's the thing about the head trash. I knew that I needed to take a mind shower every morning, in addition to my physical shower. So, you know, you wash your body, go in the shower, you wash your body. I knew that I needed to wash my mind out every morning, like I took the other shower to get the dirt out, to get the head trash, right? You know, the, the, the clients that, that were really bad, you know, uh, you know, at your business and sometimes family and friends and social media and news media and recessions and, ah, you know, it was, it affected me every day. All those thoughts, so I decided I'm going to wash those out, and so I, I also decided, you know, I'm I'm going to. I had a Bible app. I wanted to do this Bible app uh, as well, but I also wanted to do the mind shower. Now I use an app called Headspace. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you've heard of that before. Yeah, so, I, 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 just,
0: I I use that one. Yeah.
1: Oh, perfect. So, so I use Headspace. I also have an app called Calm, which is really a really good one. Insight Timer is another good one if you want to connect with other people and actually kind of uh, either meditate or mind shower with, with, with other people. And then there's one called Abide. That's a Christian one, which is also quite good. Um, but anyway, so what I did is I had learned, um, okay, so, so I wanted to start this new habit. And so the first key to the 21 second habits is what's called habit linking. So habit linking is where mm-hmm. you link a habit that you're already a habit master at, no willpower required, you know, to the new habit. So I thought to myself, okay, Blaine, what is it that you do every morning? No willpower required. You don't even have to think about it. Yes, I open my smartphone every single day without... Fa- now, sometimes the alarm's going Most off Most people do. <laughs> Most people do. So what I did is I moved all the apps off the home screen and I just put the two apps, the Bible app, the Headspace app. And then I said, and here's the here's the key, the second key. So the first is habit linking. So you don't have to think about it, it just happens. The second key is that you have to surf some kind of an urge or a desire for something else. And that gives you the energy to kind of rapidly do the habit. And, and so for me, when I open why did I open my phone in the morning? Well, uh, because I have text messages, my son lives in Denmark, you know, and I look and there's text messages in there. I want to know what's happening in the world. I want to know what's my emails. Do I have new orders? You know, all this stuff, you know, am I going to be on somebody's podcast? You know, uh, you know, did Julie release a new episode of her podcast? All these things I want to know. I have this burning desire to start touching all those buttons. And I surf that urge. I let that urge power me. Through getting those other apps done uh, first. The other the other reason I like the apps is they track you, so they tell you how many times, how many days in a row you have done yeah, it. Yeah, if you um, skip
0: them, they'll say, "Oh, it's been five days since you did Headspace."
1: <laughs> right, so <laughs> they'll so, shame you so, a little bit, right? Right, and and so today, you know, today was day one thousand seven hundred and seventeen in a row that I've done my Bible and my mind shower. Uh, wow. Now, why do I have that level of consistency? Because I open my phone every day. It's the first thing I see. And then, then I surf the urge, you know, to, to um, want to look at all the other stuff. I use that desire. I surf that urge and make me do the habit. So habit linking first, urge surfing is the second. And then the third is leverage, leverage on yourself. When you create a new habit, you can have like the carrot or the stick. So reward, Hey, if I do this new habit for a week, I'm going to buy that book I want. Um, mm-hmm. uh, also, a stick. Um, there's going to be a penalty, right? So uh, my wife is loves to come up with my penalties. You know, if I don't do it for a week, then I have to wash out the garbage cans or something. You know, uh, you know something <laughs> that not really want to do. Me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If she really wants me to do it. She'll say, you have to wash the neighbor's garbage cans on the side where if you touch his garbage cans, he's probably coming after me. Um, so anyway, but you can have some fun with that. And the leverage also happens naturally. What I mean by that is after three or four days, psychologically, you don't want to break the chain. So right. it has a lot of power, uh, you, you know, to it. And, um, and and so you can use that. Think about all the things you can have it linked to. You already have a master of brushing your teeth, getting up. Um, I had one... Um, one business owner the other day, she's like, Blaine, I want to do next day planning. I want to plan my day. I'm not doing it. And you say how important it is. I'm like, that's a big one. Like planning your day. That's how you win the day. Plan it out. Uh, And so I said, look, is there something you do in the morning, every morning, and you don't have to think about it? No willpower required. And she said, well, the first thing I do is I have a cup of coffee. I said, and that's great. I want you to go to the, go to the coffee maker, leave a pad of paper and a pen next to it, and then I want you to brew the coffee, smell the coffee, get really amped up for that coffee, but you can't sip the coffee until you start the list. Right. And now there she goes in less than 21 seconds. She's got a new habit. She's got the urge to surf, uh, you know, and she's well on her way to planning her day every day because it's linked to that.
0: Yeah. that's um, yeah. genius.
1: Yeah. That's so genius. that works for There're things you do more than once a day, there's things you do once a day, there's things that you could link to that you only do once a week if you wanted something like a weekly habit or monthly habit. So that has uh, that has served me well and um and business owners well to use that to start to link in uh, and, and surf an urge but but link it in, you know, kind of to that existing habit.
0: Yeah, I love that. I I thought how many days did you say in a row you've done it? I've tried to so write that down, but 1, 1, 717, I think one thousand
1: seven hundred and seventeen. I think seven
0: hundred and seventeen. Okay, yeah, I wrote one thousand
1: seventeen or seventeen hundred and seventeen.
0: Yeah. Well, I I just thought of when you were saying that is once you get into that habit, especially if you're counting days like you are, you're you almost are ashamed if you even think about not doing it. Like I I started, I don't know, four years ago writing a blog. And I promised myself that every Sunday night at midnight, the blog would be out. Like that was gonna be it. Well, I I ended up doing it for like three years and I never missed a Sunday. And I it was so hard for me to stop doing it. My coach had to say, Why are you still blogging every Sunday? I'm like, I can't stop. I just it's a habit. I've got into it. I'm proud of myself. I don't want to miss a Sunday, which is really crazy, right? But you but you have that little bit of pride that you did something so consistently. So I think I like your idea, not only linking and all that, but just counting, like right, how many days can I do this? Yeah, I love that because yeah, yeah, and, and it ends up being a pride thing.
1: Yeah. And realize that the, the best person that you can compete with um, there's always going to be someone better than you and someone not as good as you. But if you would just compete and just better your yesterday self, that's right. what we're about. It's 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 mm-hmm. it's you know, bettering your best, you know, bettering your yesterday self. And so I, I think that's great. And and yeah, once you get a, that streak, and then once you did it for more than you know, 63 days in a row, you know, then it begins to build its own so it can kind of stand on its own. Now, if it turns out <clears throat> that it's not serving you. Yeah. Then, or or there's a stress involved, or something like that. You know, there comes a time where, yes, you you might even stop the habit on purpose. You know, uh, if it's not serving you. But but I think that that um, yeah, mo- most habits serve people. Now, the 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 flip side of the coin is bad habit elimination. and that's totally different. Um, right. You know, so there's this concept of influencing yourself in two ways. One, creating new habits, great. Things you know you should be doing, like drinking more water, right? You, what could you habit link that to? There's all kinds of things you could, people do that one. Um, but the flip side too, yeah, is bad habit elimination, right? And so there are things you are doing that, you know, you should not be doing. And most business owners are over checking emails, um, you know, uh, not taking Looking time for themselves.
0: Instagram or
1: Right. Instagram talk and all that wasted time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Wasting time. Uh, you know, the biggest things are time wasters like that. Um, distractions like over checking e- email or, you know, and, and, you know, just just getting over involved and not taking any think time, personal time, family time, all all those kinds of things kind of go go to the wayside. Um but but anyway, yeah, I mean we could we could either unpack some bad habit elimination stuff or if you wanted to talk about, you know, time, that's the other big thing for entrepreneurs. Yeah, let's let's talk a little
0: business. bit about that. I mean, I love I love the habit talk because so many things that were getting in our life or not getting is wrapped up in that, right? Like you're not getting the results you want. It's because your habits aren't where you want them. You are getting what you want. You have to create those habits. And so I really think that's all kind of involved. And so, I mean, we could keep talking about that. That's fine because there's a lot to that. Or we can talk about the time management because that's one that I get a lot of questions about from veterinarians. Cause we feel like we work so much and we don't have time to write up our records and we don't have time to spend with our kids. And we like, we're, we're really hung up on trying to manage our time. So I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, so again, in the, in, in time management, and this concept of self-fluence self-fluence, you know, is, you know, in all the teachings that we have, everything you need is within reach. You're already doing it, and you can master it. So, with time management, you already know how to do it, and, and we're going to sh- share with the listeners, and we're going to prove that they already know how to do it, and they're really good at it. Um, yeah, they're saying, the,
0: "Oh no, we
1: don't." <laughs> right, right. It, it's just the focus and, and the understanding of it, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So, this idea, this this framework I have for that is something that I call the thirty minute hour. So, it's how to get an hour's worth of stuff done. In just 30 minutes so literally you're compressing time kind of cutting time in half now i will say that this is very powerful so uh, i have to make sure that julie and the listeners use it for good and not for <laughs> evil uh, there so, are no so,
0: evil veterinarians i can assure okay.
1: you okay we're all well, lovely
0: lovely people
1: <laughs> so let's say that let's say that you and i have four 30-minute hours in a row, which means that we got four hours worth of stuff done in just two hours, okay? So that leaves us two guilt-free hours. Now, when I give somebody two extra hours on their day, uh, the type A veterinarian business owners will go do more business. That is the evil part. You're not allowed to do that. So if you had two guilt-free hours, um, you know, and it could not be business, what would you do? Now I'll have you answer, but I'll let you uh, think about it while I'll give my answer, which is, okay. so I I like the Peloton bike. So Mm -hmm. I would probably ride the Peloton bike. I like connecting with my kids, even if it's just through text messages or whatever. I also like connecting with old friends. I feel like I don't do that enough. So I'd probably do that. And then I like to hike. I'm in the Phoenix area. So I'd probably go out for a hike. And if I still had time left over, I work from home and I do like the good old fashioned power nap. So I might do a 15, 20 minute nap, but that's, that's my guilt-free hour. That's what What you would do with
0: two hours. Um, (laughs) Well, I would ride my bike. I'm I'm with you. I love bike riding. I love the outside bike more than the inside bike. So if I have the weather, I'll pick the outside bike, the inside bike. I do just out of necessity when I'm not in a good place to to ride. Um, Sorry, I have a coughing dog. Um and I would say um probably probably it would be the same connecting with my kids, connecting with old friends or catching up, that kind of thing, checking on my parents or my, you know, siblings. So I I think the two hours and maybe walking my dogs, they always could use a good walk. So
1: excellent. And and that's what the listeners, I want you to have your list. Because that's what I want you to put in place as you begin to create more uh, more time in your day. And, you know, when we study people in the last few weeks of life, they always say everything they say they wish they had comes into two categories. But the number one answer is they say, I wish I had more memorable moments with the people I love."
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of
1: times that's family, but a lot of times that could be friends or peers, or maybe even staff that work for them that for a really long time, you know, but memorable moments with the people that that they love. So people that you love, just really let the, let your schedule go out the window if you have an opportunity for memorable moments with the people you love. Um, the only other thing that sometimes they say is that they wish they had more impact from what they learned in their life. So they wish that their life lessons that they had more time or more vehicles, you know, um, like write a book or, or or different things like that, that they could have expressed that to, to help other people. Um, but anyway, okay. So in that, let's talk about the 30 minute hour. So a 30 minute hour, now there is the most productive day of the year for people is this special day. Some people have it more than once a year, but there's a special day where people are three to 10 times more productive. Then their ordinary day, three to 10, that's three X to 10 X. We're only looking for two X. So this right. is going to be very easy. Do you know what day of the year uh, is the uh, most productive day?
0: I have to think I, the first thing that came to mind was January 1st because everybody's on their new year's resolutions. Um
1: right. That can, could be a productive day, but that's not, I'm not yeah. looking for a specific day of the year. It happens. It's a different day for everybody.
0: Oh, hmm.
1: and it's not a birthday.
0: Like your day off.
1: Your I don't day know. Off, that could that could be a productive day, but that's not the most productive day. So All right. well, you're I going will to tell you me what because I don't that. know. I tell you this is it. This is going to be the moment, one of those moments of dawning comprehension that <laughs> I talked about. The most productive day of the year, where people get three to ten times more stuff done than their ordinary day, is the day before vacation oh yeah Mm -hmm. think about this think about now go take yourself back to the day before vacation it's a very different day than any of your other days and you get three to ten times more stuff done so what i did is i studied this day because it was happening for me too i studied this day and I try to extract from it, why are you so productive and how do you bring that into your ordinary day? So I created a little acronym, PDF. Now PDF is very easy for people to remember because we say, email me the PDF or go print out the PDF. Right. Uh, so PDF is, is easy. Now in uh, technical words, that that stands for a portable document format. That That's not what it stands for in us. When I, When you think of the 30 minute hour, I want you to think of the day before vacation, PDF, and that stands for plan, delegate, focus. Now, let me unpack each one of those so you can have some 30-minute hours. So planning, right? um, What happens the day before vacation, people plan that day out, like down to the minute sometimes, at least to the hour, at least to the hour. So if you'll do a little next day planning you will have more 30 minute hours that next day if you plan it out. Now we know life comes in and emergency care comes into place and you know things are going to mess mess with your day, but you're going to be way better off if you plan that day. So next day planning, super key and over plan. The people typically on the day before vacation, they're, they're like packing stuff in there and you're less distractible when you have a full schedule. Shiny objects aren't as shiny when you have a full schedule. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so, so it's real important to really plan the day and plan it a lot. The day before vacation, if you want a quick 30 minute hour, people get up 30 to 60 minutes earlier on the day before vacation which makes sense. So I'm not saying you do that that every day, but if you want to, you want a quick win, you know, get up 30 minutes earlier. And now that first hour has an extra 30, 30 minutes to it. Right. Um, Right. The other thing about planning is that the day before vacation, you have like a very clear focus. Like it's like, this stuff has to get done. I'm leaving for a week or two. Yeah. Um, I'm always,
0: I always clean my house before I leave, which I think is I think a lot of women do that because we don't want to come home to a dirty house.
1: <laughs> My wife is 100% that we, we do that every single time, take all the garbage out. And when we come back, uh, you know, we're coming back to that clean home. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and so having that clear vision, the other thing from a planning standpoint is most people, if I ask you, okay, Julie, do you, do you know what the 80-20 rule is? Have you ever heard of that? I do.
0: Yeah, I do. Okay.
1: Eighty okay, percent so,
0: of the things get done in twenty percent of the time, or it, it, what you can apply it to whatever. But
1: yeah, Pareto's principle basically Pareto's, says twenty yep. percent of the stuff you do produces eighty percent result. of the
0: results. Yeah,
1: you know, so so they're the concept of like the vital few and the trivial many. But what happens on the day before vacation is people actually use it. Like they they look at their schedule and they'll say, okay, look. Uh, you know, what are the most important items here? If I've got 10 items, maybe only two or three have to get done, and, right. and seven or eight could be pushed to later, right? So right. so bring some of that in, you know, to create more time in your day. Look at your to-do list and say, okay, what let me focus on the 20, 20%, like your priorities out, yeah. your priorities and mm-hmm. let me oust the 80, right? I mm-hmm. I use something that I picked up from the day before vacation study, was I call it proactive procrastination, where I look at my list and I say. What are all the things I can push, you know, like if, if, you know, if there was some emergency and I couldn't work, do any work today, what can I push to tomorrow? And I push that stuff out to tomorrow. Now, it, it, when tomorrow comes then I look at it and it, if the urgency for it hasn't risen because it's a deadline, I'll push it out again. But once you push it out three, four days, it doesn't even matter anymore. Sometimes right. so you can say yourself. Maybe it's something well, you don't need to do, right? Right, you don't really need to do Mm -hmm. um and so that's the planning side the second thing is on the day before vacation you become like the delegation master (laughs) right uh you know and you're asking people and here's the here's the key phrase is who before do on the day before vacation you ask yourself who could do this before i go do this is there anyone else that could do this instead of me even if it's not a hundred percent as good At least it gets done because it's going to get zero when I go on vacation. There's going to be zero progress on this thing. So you actually do a lot more deferring and delegation because it's the day before vacation. So bring that back in. right? Think who before you, as you begin to do something, who else could do this? Um, And and so bring delegation. And then where I get my most 30-minute hours uh, comes from focus. And on the day before vacation, you, you have this bizarre, fierce focus and, and, and all that. there's no chit chat. There's no chasing, the shiny leaving, objects. so you don't have time, <laughs> right? You don't have time. Uh, and you have this focus on what has to get done and you can not the stress of, of getting ready for vacation, but you can bring that focus component, you know, back in, you know, to that day. And that focus helps you in, in a lot of ways. um Are, are you a James Bond movie fan? Mm, at all? I've
0: watched a few of them.
1: I was, gonna, I, I was gonna. I understand ask you, the do you know premise.
0: <laughs> the,
1: you know, the very first in 1963, the very first James Bond movie came out. Do you, do you know what that was?
0: Oh, uh, probably not.
1: Okay, so your answer was no, which actually is the answer. It was a movie called Doctor No. Oh, yeah. so what happens on the day before vacation? is you become Dr. No. So they'll say, "Blank, can you do this? Blank, can you do this? No, 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 no. I'm going on vacation. Stop asking me to do stuff. So you become Dr. No. And that's a big component of a 30-minute hour is you've got to stop the inflow of requests to your time. So you want your default answer, just like the day before vacation, you want your default answer to be no. The other thing that wow. no is very helpful is that it helps you avoid the 90-minute hour. Now, the 90 minute hours where somebody asked for an hour of your time and it takes 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of the 30 minute hour or someone asks for 10 minutes of your time and it takes 30 minutes. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, so you want no to be. That. And maybe, you know, if you think about it, you had a big goal that day before vacation and you didn't have a lot of time. So make sure you know what your big goal is, right? Your big mm-hmm. why you're doing it. So it makes it easier to say no um, to, to a lot of those smaller requests. And that's part of your planning then, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it's part of your planning, but it's also pre-planning, mean, meaning that you know what your big goal is and maybe you even develop a decision filter. Like, you know, will this is this thing I, I'm about to do, is this going to move me towards X, you know, to whatever your, your goal is. Um, and, and you're pre-thinking that so that it's easier to say no because you have this bigger yes,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Um, and then also have a pre-canned answer, meaning like, my default answer should not be yes. It should be no. Meaning I need to check my schedule. I need to check with my wife. You know, like I have some very quick, you know, responses. Um, you know, let's touch base next week. You know, like ways to give myself a little gap there to, to commit. Without
0: just saying no.
1: R- so, right. But without just polite. saying yes. Yeah. yeah. Avoiding right. the default. Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, You know, um, type of response. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other things on focus here is... On the day before vacation, you tend to have a bigger schedule, like we said, in the planning all planned out. But you tend to stay on schedule, and you tend to use timers. So, so build in your schedule. Like at one o'clock, I'm going to do this. Two o'clock, I'm going to do this. And two o'clock comes, you you know, okay, it's time for me to switch to that thing. Switch gears, um, and same. then use timers. Uh, this is one of the biggest savings for me. Is that I I'll use that it works Siri. for me so well. Yeah. I'll, I just did it today. I three. wanted
0: to wrap Christmas presents and I set my timer for an hour. And when 30 minutes came up, I was done with what I had. So I was like, oh, that didn't take an hour. It only took 30 minutes. So I had well, 30 good. minutes.
1: To but you, 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 you saved 30 minutes there. You did 30 hour, the, the, the 30 minute hour I did. You know, wrapping yep. gifts. I absolutely uh, and, did. And, and in your mind, you helped your mind by having that deadline. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and especially in areas that can can suck your time, you know, out of you. Like, like for example, I am going to check my email, or I am yes. going to go on social media, or I right. am going to do anything where I can slide into, you know, the the hole, the rabbit hole. Then, I, and I am just using voice activation, telling Siri, set a timer for fifteen minutes or thirty minutes or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and so, setting the timers is key, staying on schedule. And then the last part of this um, focus, this fierce focus, is that you become on the day before vacation a master at tasking. Now, tasking, there's single tasking, there is multitasking, and then there is batch tasking. So single tasking, and this is where I get my most 30-minute hours, uh, is from single tasking. And that is where you work on, you you shut out the whole world, and you put all all your focus and attention on one single task that primarily only you could do, right? Um, So for example, I can get an hour's worth of article writing. I write a lot of articles, an hour's worth of article writing done in 30 minutes if I will go into complete single tasking mode, which means... My phone is either completely off, uh, you know, or all the rings, dings and bings are off. You know, I'm I'm sitting at my computer with no other open windows. My door is shut and, you know, and, and I'm singly focused. Now, you could get a little monkey mind, which happens when right. you first start doing this. But I have a, a piece of scrap paper on my desk. I'll just write down whatever that monkey mind thing is. And I'll get it on the paper within two or three seconds and then I'm back but you remove all the distractions. You remove the outside world and you do single focus on that one thing. It takes a little while to train your mind, but man, when you start to do that, it is, that is probably my biggest uh, time saver is to go into that single tasking mode. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. That, that really does help. I know a lot of us veterinarians have to write up records. And I think the reason that we don't do it in an efficient manner is because of all the distractions. And so I think if we could figure out a way, and it's hard in a veterinary hospital because it's busy and, you know, there's a lot going on, but sometimes if you can just shut the door to the office, if you have a door, if you can, I'd like to, when you said um, delegate, because I got into the habit as a hospital um, owner and and manager of asking my team if they could handle it. Like they'd say, Dr. Capel, blah, blah, you know, Mrs. So-and-so want such and such. And I'll, and I would say, well, what do you think we should do? Can you just handle it? And, and it would just like, they'd be like, oh, okay. You want me to handle it? I'm like, yeah, make a decision. I don't care what it is. And, and then they would go off and do it. And it would, it saved me a lot of mental stress decisions. Like I didn't have to think about anything. If it was something that I, that wasn't going to harm anyone, I would be yeah. like, well, yeah. you decide, well, I need to buy a new chair for the office, you know? I would just say, Mm -hmm. well, keep it under 250 bucks or whatever. I don't care what you order and just kind of like delegate a lot to the team. And I think not only does it get stuff off of your plate, but it also makes them feel empowered and part of the team and part of the, you know, and then they don't bother you as much, which sounds weird, but. (laughs) Well,
1: as an owner, you know, that, that stuff happens and you gave some great delegating tips right there right having the guardrails setting it up having them come up with a solution not just run to you with a with a question every time uh and, and that sets yourself up for success and yeah, like you said, their their self-confidence improves and they feel good about it. You know, they're, they'll probably come back proud saying, "Oh, I got the chair, but it was only 125. I came in <laughs> under budget. It's a great Yeah, chair. usually
0: they would you know. save more money than I would. I would just <laughs> want to get it over with, so I would just order whatever, but they would spend time researching it or yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah sure. so Okay, so so the single-tasking mode, yes, it, is finding a way to remove those distractions, mm-hmm. uh, and there'll be a little, and, and there's a way to do it in batch batch tasking. But but let's talk about multitasking first. So multitasking sometimes gets a bad rap, but it's where you do two things at the same time, without sacrificing the quality of either one, right? So I can't do a, a good job on this podcast and try to do my email at the same time, but right. I can drive in my car with my hands free phone and I can talk on the phone while I'm driving the car. That's a good moment. Yes. Or I can listen to this great podcast that you do uh and I while can exercise. Driving. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah, while I'm exercising. exercising. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah, or you look for where can you have synergy of activity meaning I love to exercise but I love family time. So teach the family how to play tennis. Now we go out, 30 minutes of tennis was also 30 minutes of exercise. So I got an hours worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. Right? right? So there's these a lot of places where you can kind of get that synergy and you can do two things, again, keeping the quality high um, on that. And then the last one is batch tasking. And that's where you batch together things um, because it's more efficient and you save time. For example, a day before vacation, if you have three errands to run, you're not going to run an errand, come back, run an errand, come back. No, you're going to go out and run all three errands together. Right. Yeah. So you're going to batch, if you batch your computer work, if you batch the, the 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 data entry you talked about, if you can batch that stuff, it's going to be more efficient and you'll have those, those 30 minute hours. And you can even batch, you know, computer work, phone calls, uh, emails, but you can even batch distractions, right? And so in mm-hmm. studying the day before vacation, what would happen is uh, business owners would be like, okay, I'm coming in here to work. And, uh, you know, from nine to 11, I'm going to be in single tasking mode in in my door, in my office with the door closed. If there's not a fire, don't knock on, don't come in here. Now at 11 o'clock, I'm going to emerge for 20 minutes of time, specifically with the team to, you can ask me any questions that you had over the last two hours. And now you've batched all those distractions Mm, into that one time. Yeah. Uh, And
0: that would be good training too, for them. Yeah. yeah. And and keep bothering you, bothering you, bothering you say I'll be available at this time. And I'll do whatever you need me to do, but don't bother me.
1: Yeah, I love that kind of office hour, you know, time Mm -hmm. and some some teams do it with a daily huddle like there's a little huddle in the morning, maybe another one in the afternoon or at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, but they save up you know, non-critical questions, you know, for, for, for those times. And even, even my wife and I, we would, you know, text each other. Well, that would be like, you know, notification. Then we realized that in the iPhone, they have notes, a notes app, and the notes can be shared by two people. So now we can add stuff to the note, but there wouldn't be a notification about it. So wow. now we're able to kind of, you know, have this conversation with ourselves without interrupting each other. Right. So that right. was, that was a good one. And I, w- I would say the last thing. So, so okay, 30 minute hour, right? Day before vacation mode, PDF plan, delegate focus. And the overarching thing that happens is that you release your inner perfectionist. That's when, uh, I'm, when I'm- That's a people, hard one for
0: vets. There's a lot of really but, perfectionistic vets.
1: But, and, and sometimes you have to be perfect in surgeries and all that. But right. if you release that, that's what you're doing on the day before vacation. Right, that done is better than perfect. It's not right. going to get done at all if you if you leave, a good, leave and go on vacation. So you release that inner perfectionist where you can, um, and then you start to get a lot more stuff done.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's a good one because I really do think sometimes we um, we waste a lot of time worrying about perfection.
1: Right, when right. we don't. Yeah. have and to. and you need it. You might need it in in a surgery. Oh yeah, or there's certain things you do. See,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and your records have to be pretty good because you don't want to get sued. <laughs> right. You know, there's certain things that you need to be super, super uh, perfectionist, but there's a lot of things that you
1: don't. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and embracing the humanness, embracing your humanness, mistakes are going to happen. Your staff's humanness, mistakes are going to happen. There's going to be great days. There's going to be hard days, but just embracing that and know that that's, that's part of it. That's what makes life life. know if it was just always good we we wouldn't even know what good is unless we had the bad yeah Uh, and i think
0: just appreciating the beauty in that you know there there is beauty to this you know sometimes chaos and if we if we can make it feel better by organizing it and focusing in on it 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 definitely improves things so you don't feel totally out of control
1: yeah and if if you're getting out of control you know, there's a couple of methods for getting out of overwhelm, you know, and, and one of them, you know, if you if there's too much stuff swimming around your head, you, you almost lose your ability to function. Almost like if you're sleep deprived or if you're drunk, you know, right. because you have too much stuff. And so that's the concept of doing a mind dump. That's yes. really helpful where you just get the pad of paper, get everything out of your head, get it on paper, wait a few minutes, come back, look through the list, get it all out on paper. Now, that that's part one. Do not do part one without doing part two, because if you do part one, now you have this list of 50 or a hundred things and you feel even more overwhelmed. Right. Right. Part two is you have to process the list in a fast method. Now, fast means you just go down and you just put a little letter next to it. And so I, I put an N for something I can do in less than five minutes, something I can do now and put an N. D, if it's something I could delegate, S. I put if I need to schedule this thing because I have to get it done in some window. Now that window could be in the next week or or you know you, you know when you're when you're processing it you decide what it is it a week a month is it today I put an S. But then most of the items get an L, which means it's something I'm going to do later, maybe or maybe not do later, um, but it doesn't have to be scheduled because it's not important enough. In whatever scheduling window I'm looking at. Like sometimes I do a mind up just for the day, right? Sometimes I might do it for the week. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I might do it for the quarter. It's like, oh, I'm not going to do that this quarter. So it gets an L. If I want to do it this quarter, then I'm going to put an S. And then now what happens is you have the list and it's processed. You're going to feel, your mind's going to feel better and then do some ends do a couple of these under five minute things, mm-hmm. you know, and that gives you a little momentum. Then you, schedule you get, a up yeses. get a win under yeah.
0: your belt. Okay, now right. I got it. Now, now I got you... it under control. Yeah. Right.
1: And I, I, I love to start the day with a couple of ends, win early, yeah. win off and a couple of wins, you know, and I'll even seed my list. I'll be, I'll think, well, what are some fast things that I, you know, I need to schedule up that dental appointment or, you know, little, little things that I can do that I have that I've been putting off, but I just get a little quick win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful because a lot of times we get so wrapped up in all those details that up here, we can't really sort it out. And I do that a lot with my clients that are having trouble just overcoming all of their overwhelm is do that thought dumping, do that, you know, get it all out of your head. And sometimes it's not a list of things to do. Like my lists are are a lot of things to do, but then some just random thoughts about, you know like I suck at this or whatever, but then you can go back and read it and be like, oh, well, that's, yeah, but I don't have to think that. Yeah, why am I thinking you, that? But you could just say,
1: the yeah. right. If you say I suck at writing my book, yeah, but I just did a podcast with a guy, you know, cause you did right. about finishing his book and you're going to finish your book. So yeah. anyway, yeah, make sure to, yeah, but yourself. Yeah, I just, uh,
0: I, I coached someone last night and she was beating herself up because she forgot to ask a client a question. And the client had left and she needed to write something down for a lab report. And she goes, oh, I forgot to ask him that. And she was really, really stuck in beating herself up for not asking one question. And I said, well, tell me what you did right in that visit. I did this and I talked about this and I taught him this and I, you know, I did all of this. I said, you forgot to ask him one question and you negated all that good stuff by beating yourself up over this one question that you could just call them and ask them later. Like, why can't you just call them and say, oh, I forgot to ask you this. Well, then I'll feel dumb. I'm like, why? You talk to them for like 30 minutes. Of course, you're going to forget something. And clients like that. They like when you call them and say, you know, I was thinking about your dog and there's one thing that I forgot to ask you. They like that you're processing their visit. You know, they, that they just yeah. didn't believe in you and you forgot about them. So yeah. I think that's a good tip is to just, you know, let go of some of those thoughts with the yeah. I like the yeah, but.
1: Well, and, and you bring up a good point too. It's like it's the framing of that. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they measure the gap between where they are and the ideal they wanted. Right. Versus the gain of, of of all the good stuff that happened, like you said. And that's the, that you got to be careful because that bad stuff will wire in your brain just as easily as as the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, the
0: gap or um, the gain. I like that.
1: Yeah. And, and are you I looking like at the
0: gap or are you looking at the gain?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Dan yeah. Sullivan has a great book about that. I love that. Um, and, and what you said too is it's an opportunity, right? Like, one, it's an opportunity she could express her humanness if she made a mistake. Okay. I made a mistake. That's good. People relate to that more. Right. But then B, I would see it as, oh, an opportunity to follow up. I like what you said. Talk mm-hmm. about the dog or come up with a reason to call back and, and you know, oh, I had, I found this article for you. That right. that would be my, I, I love Google. I would find right. some article and say, oh, I'm going to want to send you this uh, article. Oh, and then I also forgot to ask you something. Yeah, oh, or
0: or yeah. I wanted to ask you a few more questions. You don't even have to tell yeah. them you forgot. You could right. just say, I wanted to ask a couple more things, you know. I mean, I don't yeah. have a problem saying I forgot because I forget a lot of things, but um, you know, sometimes vets want to think that they're not supposed to forget that we're supposed to, you know, be like a robot and it doesn't work that way.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think humanness is relatable. So I, uh, it took me a while to get to that point, but now I can, I can kind of laugh yeah. at the mistakes and the failures yeah. and the, well, mis- this happens. is
0: like really, really good stuff that we're talking about. So, and we're kind of getting along on time, but can you. Can you tell me if there's something that we didn't talk about that you think we should? Like, is there something important that I didn't ask you about this um, or anything else?
1: Yeah, I, I would say you know what I want to make sure people understand I my notes is, from you. I'm,
0: I'm writing. If you see me okay. look down, I always take notes when I'm interviewing people. Oh,
1: that's good. That's a, that's a form of compliments. Um, yeah. So so I would say that the most important thing. Is for you to embrace the power of your mind and your own thoughts, and that one thing that took me a long time to learn is that that the the lens by which you decide to look through, you know, at life, literally creates the physical reality in your brain, you know, and your brain chemistry and and your physiology. and And, and I'll give you an example. Like if I said, Julie you know, I'm sorry to say, but today is going to be one of the worst days of your life. And now you're a little scared because I said that now that's the lens <laughs> you're looking at. And then you're I'm almost looking hit around,
0: by the... a drop.
1: <laughs> and then you're almost hit by a car. Now you're almost hit by the car. Like, oh God, Blaine was right. This is a really bad day. And now neurologically brain, you got the bad brain chemicals going, the scaredness, and you're timid and you're 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 down, you know, you're scared and you're living life in a very tight, constricted way, physiologically, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that same morning, instead, I hand you a different lens. And I say, Julie, I don't know why, but today's going to be one of the best days of your life. Now you go out and the same exact thing happens. You're almost hit by the car. But this time you're looking through the lens of the best day. you go, Blaine was right. This is the best day of my life. I'm spared. I'm here for some reason. The planet, God, the universe, they have a reason for me to stay here. And you're excited. And the energy level and the brain chemistry is totally different. Yeah. But the circumstances are the same. Exactly. And the it's nearly the lens and and kind of what what you think about you bring about so so i really take that morning mind shower to make sure i got that lens and there're going to be bad days yes and i learn from those bad days but most days i'm finding that stuff because I'm interpreting the the you know life in that, so don't underestimate the power of your mind to turn your to turn yourself around. To yeah, but yourself, uh, but but really, you know what you look for, you will find. So so be careful uh, of the lens you, you you choose.
0: Yeah, it's so 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 important. One of the main reasons I got into doing this, uh, you know, I heard people. I mean, I've kind of done the self help thing my whole life and read a lot of books, but I was like, you know, people need to really think about this and embrace this and understand what they can do just with their thoughts and how they approach their life. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't miss anything. You don't think, huh? I, I love (laughs) all
1: this. We covered a lot of ground. I know.
0: I'm so excited. This is great stuff. So I hope that uh, people out there will take some of these things and start working on them. I definitely will. I'm always looking for new ways to do better. Um, So tell me where people can find you if they want to learn more about what you do. If they want, you know, me to have you on the podcast again, they can email me, but how can they contact you?
1: Uh, Yeah. The easiest thing is just go to blainetedx.com. So B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. And that's a little opt-in where you can get, I did a TEDx talk about White Table. Yeah. I was going to ask you about
0: that. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Uh, that was great. That was, you know, kind of a bucket That's list strong. item and a, a friend of mine submitted me and I was uh, approved to do it. And they give you a little coach and, uh, you know, it's a little nerve wracking and you have to stand <laughs> in this little circle, a red dot on the thing. And, but, but anyway, in the end, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I really got to share this message of white table, what you think about your bring out. But in that talk, I'm a very practical person, as you could tell from today, like I like nuts and bolts stuff that works. I share in there a technique that whatever you want to bring about in your life, whether it's more confidence, whether it's a certain goal for your business, I show you a way to program that into your self-conscious subconscious mind 100 times a day mm. with really no effort on your part. So that, that's a that's a fun uh, thing. Okay. But you opt in for that, then, then we'll be connected. You'll have my email address. If awesome. I can serve anybody in any way, happy to do it. I, I write a lot of articles. I run the super results days um, a couple of times a month. So, but if I can serve somebody in any way, I'm happy to do it.
0: Oh well, I'm so happy to meet you, and this was so much fun. It went by really fast. Like I'm, yeah. We did 30 minutes in an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. There you
0: go. Yeah, uh. I love it. It was great. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing all this wisdom. I think uh, I'll get a lot out of it, and I'm sure other people will. And well, thank uh, you so I hope much. Everybody out there goes out and applies this.
1: Thank you so much. And I'll leave the listeners with this. The bad news, the bad news is time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So by the well, my friends. I love
0: it. I love it. All right, everyone, have a beautiful week and uh, manage your time this week and let me know how it went. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is Blaine Elkers. So I thank you so much for being here today. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Bye. Bye, Blaine.